you know, Jesus prayed that we would be sanctified by the truth. And the Word of God is just that. Welcome to our latest installment of Bible Study on Reflecting Christ podcast. And may the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. How about a psalm? Psalm 105. Psalm chapter 105. God's faithfulness to his people. And remember, you can be one of his people if you're in Christ. Psalm 105, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works. Honor his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac, and confirmed to Jacob as a decree to end to Israel a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. These are things that he's promised. Uh, he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and confirmed to the to the sons of of uh, or to Abraham and then confirmed to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob there in Genesis and uh, matter of fact I am going through a series now called Where's Jesus with Pastor Todd Peavy so uh, if you happen to be listening to this look for that series also within the podcast within uh, Reflecting Christ it's called Where's Jesus uh, we've already done our first installment, which is uh, in Genesis. Where is Jesus in Genesis? Where do we find him showing up as a type and shadow or even as what's called a, a theophany or a Christophany? Uh, but we just, we've just we been learning about those things. Matter of fact, the promises that God made to Abraham and uh, confirmed to his, his son Isaac and to his grandson Jacob goes on to say, when they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar. Until the time his prediction came true, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him, and the ruler of peoples set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. 
remember Joseph was cast, was sold by his own brothers. Because, of course, Joseph is a, is a, a great type and shadow of the Lord Jesus in the Old Testament. Betrayed by his own brothers, sold into slavery, or sold by, sold for 20 pieces of silver. Uh, and then cast into prison once he got to Egypt, and then was... Uh, was brought back out of prison by the ruler there, the Pharaoh, and made to be second in command over all that land. And basically he had gone into that land ahead of his brothers and family to preserve life, to preserve them uh, because of the famine that was in the land. And uh, Anyway, it's a great read. Then Israel went to Egypt, it says, Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people and to deal deceptively with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed, they performed his miracles, or his miraculous signs among them, and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it became dark. For did they not defy his commands? That is, the Egyptians. He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. The land was overrun with frogs, even in their royal chambers. He spoke, and insects came, gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their land. He struck all the firstborn in their land, all their first progeny. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked him, he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise to Abraham, his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they inherited what other peoples had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. You see how faithful God is to those who call upon his name, to those whom he calls his own. And we that psalm, of course, gives us a historical account of how God dealt and took care of the nation of Israel and Ultimately, from there came the Lord Jesus himself uh, through 
through the nation of Israel, through that lineage, uh, God entered into humanity. Didn't stop being God, but he came a man, but became a man uh, through that line and lineage of Judah, which came straight down all the way, of course, from Adam through Noah. The point is, Jesus came into the world. God became a man in the form of Jesus, Emmanuel. And it wasn't just it wasn't just for the sake of the nation of Israel that God was faithful to them, but it was for all of humanity who would give their lives and put their trust in the Lord Jesus. And just as he was faithful to take care of them, he'll be faithful to take care of the church. That would be me and anybody else out there, whoever you are, wherever you are listening, if you are in Christ. And to be in Christ... All you have to do is uh, accept the gospel, believe the gospel, and repent, as Jesus said. The gospel is just that, that God became a man, lived perfectly, died on the cross in your place for your sin, was punished by the Father under the wrath of his Father against sin. Literally, he became sin so that you might become the righteousness of God in him. And he rose from the grave three days after he had been crucified, just as it was prophesied. And you put your trust in that, in the finished work of Jesus Christ. You can be in him. And God will not forsake us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always come to us, just as Jesus said he would. And never leave us as orphans. And I pray that you're in him. If you're not, you can be right now. You can be, if the Lord is calling you, just as the word says, if if uh, you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. All those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, the word of God says. Confess that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead and you shall be saved. Psalm 105, a beautiful picture of how God is faithful and will be faithful to those who trust in him. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those that fear him and delivers them. I pray this blesses you in Jesus' name. Well, there you have it, folks. Another installment of God's Holy Word. Again, if you want to catch us on Facebook, you can find us at Reflecting Christ Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.